Welcome to the Walk by Faith podcast. I am your loving host, John McBride III, where we live for Christ and die to self daily. Our scripture or purpose is John chapter 17, verse 4. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Before we get started, let's read the disclaimer. I am not a licensed counselor or therapist. I am only sharing my experiences, thoughts, and Bible applications as I know it pertaining to the situations discussed. Let's get started. TGIF family. Welcome back to another Walk by Faith Friday. Gracious, kind, loving, Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our Father. We thank you for giving us opportunity to be able to be in your presence, wanting, willing, and able to serve you, praise you, and give you all that we have surrendering all to you, knowing that with you all things are possible and that we cannot do anything without you. Be with us on this lesson. Help open our hearts to your word. Help us to understand it and be able to walk with you daily. We thank you for all things. In Jesus Christ's name, let us all say amen. Family, one of the greatest things about my childhood was watching wrestling. Watching superstars like Ric Flair, Sting, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, and many others during the WCW and WWF era. I had one occasion where my dad took me for my birthday to one of the WCW matches, and I truly enjoyed that experience hanging out with my dad, doing and watching something that I loved. One main thing I would always see while watching the matches or even the battles that those wrestlers did would be a person submitting or surrendering. You know, anytime you think about wrestling, you're thinking about doing maneuvers, body slams, being strategic, and how you're going to take your opponent down to get the victory. Now, in my mind sometimes, while watching these matches, I would always think, why are you giving up? Why are you getting beat? You can beat them. But then it begs the question, is surrendering or submitting really that bad? The title of this lesson is called, I Surrender All. We're going to go to Acts chapter 4, verses 32 37 
just putting in a little groundwork before we get to the meat of this great lesson. I will be reading from the New International Version. Once again, Acts chapter 4, verse 32 through 34. I'm sorry, through 37. And it reads as following. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Verse 36, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. If you go back to previous chapters, starting in Acts chapter 2, you will see new believers being added to the body of Christ. Being thankful that Jesus died for them, and they wanted to do all that they could to show their appreciation to God and wanted to let others know that our God is good and he will provide and we should do all that we can to give him all of us. And with that example, we're going to now go to Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Once again, Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And it reads as following. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest, and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then the young man came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. Verse 7. 
About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Verse 11. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. As we just read, Ananias and Sapphira did not want to fully surrender or give up that money and lied about it. Why is that? Oftentimes, when we get things in life, we feel entitled that I worked hard during the week for this paycheck, or I worked hard doing going to school to get this degree. I feel entitled that no one should take it from me, or that I should not have to give up what I have worked so hard for. We sing a song. Sometimes you may hear it, but here are some of the lyrics by Judson W. Van Deventer. I'm going to read the first verse. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. The chorus part goes on to say, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. But do we really surrender all? Or are we also like Ananias and Sapphira. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Don't we lie to God and give him less of what he truly deserves? Because all we have is his anyway. You get up every morning. You put on your clothes. You brush your teeth. You drive your car, you eat your food. You go to your job, you live in your house. All these things we think we own because we see a piece of paper that says we own it or we pay a lease on it or a mortgage. But yet we own none of it. It belongs to God. He is only giving it to us for a short period of time. 
only to see what we would do with these things to show how worthy we are to have more things to show what kind of God we serve and how we can advance his kingdom with these things. You see, the things that we have, God wants us to use that to help others. Helping others to see that this is not mine, but yet God can trust me with the small things. When we think of surrender, we think of war and waving the white flag. Do you not know we are in battle daily? Either you surrender to God and be in the Lord's army, or you worship Satan and be a part of his <laughs> army, if you will. Either way, you are surrendering to someone. Let's go back to Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Wives, we see that he mentioned to his wife, giving her a full knowledge of what he was going to do. Wives, how many of you out there would say, I'm sorry, brother, you are on your own. I'm not willing to do this. I'm not willing to go against God, who I serve just as well as you. You know, we have to be careful sometimes. Like I said earlier, the Christians were beginning a new walk with God, helping others to see that we need to give God all of what we have. And whoever needs help, I'm going to be able to help them. And other people tend to bring attention to what they're doing. And I believe Ananias and Sapphira, I could be wrong, wanted to get in on that action. They wanted to act like or appear that they were down for the walk with Christ by giving up possessions. But don't we do that too sometimes? We want to jump on the bandwagon when other things are happening when other things are happening good, I want to jump on this endeavor. I want to do this certain thing because all my other friends are doing it. And it seems to be the best thing that is going on. One key phrase in verse two really stuck out to me. Was that he kept back part of the money for himself. The scriptures could have said anything that they wanted. God could have used any other thing to put in that scripture. But he says, he kept 
back part of the money for himself. For himself. Not for family. Not to repay debts. Not for food. For himself. That shows true selfishness in so many ways that we still have this mindset today. You know, many times when we get paid, whether it be Thursdays or Fridays or whatever day you get paid, we set aside money for bills, for leisure, events, activities, or whatever the case may be. But do we set money aside for God like he asks us to? He doesn't want much from us. He just wants us to show that we trust him and that we know he has our best interest at heart. But yet at times we don't give God what we think he deserves. We only give him what we think is fair. And we keep the rest for ourselves because we know that God doesn't care about us. If he did, we wouldn't be living paycheck to paycheck. We wouldn't be having unemployment. We wouldn't be doing these things to make ends meet. But yet, lo and behold, every day you have breath in your life and you're given another opportunity to give God your all. Because whether you believe it or not, you have been allowed to see another day as a gift, as a present, to show that God is not done with you and that he wants you to bring others to him. While studying and learning more about Ananias and Sapphira, It brought out some key things in my life. When we give God his 10%, the tidings that he asks us to do, 10% isn't much, but yet it's a standard that God allows us to meet him at. And if you do it willingly, He then provides the other 90% we need to continue making it through. You know, most of the time we say 100%, we give our best. We give 100% with all things that we do. And God just asks you for just 10% of that paycheck. And he provides the other 90? Man, what kind of wonderful father do we have? He just asks you to give a little bit to him so that he can bless you with more, so that you can keep doing what you need to do. He's going to provide all your needs. You heard us say that over and over again. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He's not going to give you less. He's going to give you everything that you need. And we tend to forget that fact, that he wants the best and he cares for you. 
So ask yourself, what shall I give to you, God, to show I surrender to you? Many times in life we have trials and tribulations and we tend to not see a way out of these hard times in life or for this COVID or our bad jobs or family issues or whatever the case may be. And you tend to wonder, God, why? Why is all of this happening to me? I give you all of me. I go to church. I read your word. I study with others, but yet it seems like nothing is going right. Going back through the scriptures, you see a lot of people going through these heartaches, going through these trials and tribulations and hardships, but yet God is with them every step of the way, even when they fall short, he is still there, but yet they surrendered to him. Only when you surrender to God fully, he can give you all that he needs to give you. He loves you. He adores you. You have to open yourself up to him. Be humble and all that you say and do, it's not going to be easy. No one said it was going to be easy. It's going to be hard every single step of the way. But yet, at the same time, he is willing and able to be there for you. You have to open up your arms, open up your mind, and read his word and know that he never fails in his word. It's there. All the guidance that you need, all the things that you need to help you in your journey, you even have other brothers and sisters that are willing to be there for you, to help you on your way. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was tasked with doing something he didn't want to do. He asked God to, if you could, just pass this cup away from me. I, I don't want to do what's coming next. But yet, he surrendered all of that emotions that he had to get the job done for his father because he was tasked with going to the cross for our sins. We say on this show, live for Christ and die to self daily. That means surrendering, giving God your all. I hope and pray that this message has helped you to understand that you need to give God all, all that you have, all of you, your mind, your body, your soul, because he has good things planned and stored for you only if you surrender. Don't look at surrendering as a cowardly mindset. Look at it as I am getting all of the great benefits in the world because I'm giving all I have to you, Father, because all of it belongs to him anyway. We said this earlier. 
Share this message with other people, young people, older people, whoever you come across that needs a message to help them to understand, God, I need you. I cannot do this without you. I need you every single step of the way. Homework for you this week. Pray to God every chance that you get. Pray to him when you wake up. Tell him thank you. Pray to him when you're brushing your teeth, when you're cooking dinner, when you're going out, when you're driving, when you're at work, when you're at home. Whatever the case may be, talk to God. I know others may look at you and laugh or try to figure out what in the world are you doing, but it's not about them. It's about him. Serve him. Praise him. He loves you. Come a little closer. You know he really cared about you before you was born? He loves you. He knows every hair that's on your head. That is amazing and breathtaking. Why not want to get to know him? I hope you have a blessed Friday, an even greater weekend, and show God you love him and surrender all. Have a blessed day. God bless.